So we're uh, kind of getting started on a couple of our uh, couple of our platforms here. So if you'll just bear with me a second, I will be on all the platforms that we're normally on. Just taking a second to get up on one, but we're going to be there in just three seconds, and then uh, we'll be in great shape for everybody. Uh, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moms and dads, children of all ages. Welcome to Living on a Thin Line with Tony Visick. I am a Tony Visick. We come to you five days a week at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. We are your daily distraction for all the anger, anxiety, weirdness, and hoopla in the world today. Uh, we come to you on a multitude of platforms, including SoundCloud, Mixler, Spotify, and right here on a Facebook Live. For those of you that are uninitiated, those of you who are new, those of you who have wandered in quite by accident, going, is this a cool party? Uh, let me explain to you how this entire program works. We only go 30 minutes. We only go 30 minutes because we're not saying any junk, no bunk. We're no, we don't uh, uh, countenance no punks. Um, we only go 30 minutes. We're not selling any freedom seeds or how to buy your gold or telling you how to invest or trying to sell you a Medicare supplement or uh, any supplements so that you can be bald-headed and muscular like other podcasters. Uh, none of that is going on uh, with just 30 minutes. Uh, as we traipse through uh, the dusty corridors of my skull and my friends, which are known as the uh, Living on a Thin Line gangbang crowd, uh, who will be showed up on Facebook Live as the half hour progresses. At the end of each half hour, we recommend one artist or one piece of music of our vast vinyl album and compact disc collection. Um, we also have some knickknack or doodad or falderall or thingamajig or thingamabob, and there is a difference. Uh, autograph memorabilia, comic book that we show you visually on Facebook Live and then try to weave a personal story around. Um, and then uh, uh, the most important part of this show, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, is of course your questions and comments, which I primarily see and take on Facebook Live. And then I try to question, answer the question, or sometimes I question the question. I'll question the question if I want, or I uh, answer the question, or I comment back, because uh, oftentimes uh, what the, is left in the uh, the little word box I look at is far more entertaining than what uh, possibly comes through my feeble little mind. Already begin to say hello to some friends here, Lauren Molliver, Jojo Justice. I'm noticing something here. Uh, somebody who I really want to talk to is uh, calling me right now on my business line. And uh, I always tell people to call me in the morning, but uh, there's some sort of law in the universe that says, now this person who's trying to call me is a, a kind of a brand new possible partnership. So that can be excused. But uh, I have taught comedy workshops on Mondays and Tuesdays going on 22 years. And I've been doing this podcast at 2 o'clock now going on 3. Going on 3. And uh, those are the only times anybody calls me. So uh, I will answer that call afterwards. I will not answer calls while this show is going on because you have taken the time to uh, listen, to watch, to peruse, and I don't want to hurt you. Um, let me tell you some of the fun things that are going on. Uh, let me get the let, let's get the comic book stuff out of the way because we've got a lot to carry on here. If you're watching on Facebook Live, um, this is kind of cool. Uh, I picked this up at Mr. E's Comics. Mr. East Comics, which I believe is online, is MrEastComics.com. Or you can just Google Mr. East Comics. It's a very cool comic shop right here in the city of Maricopa, 
ran by our good friend uh, Brian. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, who else? Also ran all the uh, table games at Phoenix Fan Fusion this year. <coughs> Boy, great tuberculosis. Um, this is an Avengers from uh, the original run. Uh, this is Avengers 16. It was only 12 cents. Spectacular special issue. The start of a great new Avengers lineup. So on this lineup, uh, we've got four. Ant-Man, um, Ant-Girl, whatever her name was, Iron Man, and uh, Captain America. So that was kind of a big deal because that's kind of the bunch that has become um, mega superstars in filmdom. Filmed I almost dug out a Dick Tracy I have. And you go, Dick Tracy? Who's that? Dick Tracy was uh, an ungodly popular comic character, comic strip character in American newspapers. Uh, from the uh, 30s, 40s, 50s, into the 60s, possibly 70s, the uh, iron-jawed, um, self not self-righteous, but righteous, ramrod straight, uh, Dick Tracy, a guy who fought the bad guys uh, for, for truth, justice, and the American way without a cape, whose uh, career and legacy came to an abrupt and sad end because of when a movie came out that... Um, wasn't very popular. It had some big stars at the time. <coughs> it had Warren Beatty and Madonna and even Al Pacino in an almost re unrecognizable role because uh, of heavy makeup. But the movie bombed. Uh, it wasn't a bad movie, but it bombed. And because of that, Dick Tracy does not live on in the hearts and minds of a future generation, in my estimation. While the Avengers, by the way, from that time, because in addition, of course, to the Avengers... Uh, the movies right now is the Hulk. Check that out. That's kind of America's mood right now, isn't it? Take a look at that picture. It's a angry green man. Uh, and this is the brute battles on all of these from um, the early to mid sixties. Uh, Avengers sixteen and Hulk one twelve. Hulk was around for a long time. Um, their movies have captured the imagination of the American public. So these, uh, these characters live on to a much younger generation. My 10-year-old grandson loves and knows the Avengers. He can tell you all about the Avengers. Uh, and he watches them with uh, my wife. So uh, it's crossed generations and will live on for another few decades. Well, Dick Tracy has... Uh, Dick's dick is in the dirt. Lauren Molliver liked the film. Uh, I agree with you, Lauren. Like I said, I, I liked it. Uh, it was okay. Uh, I, you know, I'm not a big fan of all these Avengers films. Not the way my wife, and my grandson are. Uh, but, ding, uh, that's what makes it a ball game. John Cowan said he did have a two-way wrist radio. He did. Um, Jojo Justice says I was posing for selfies. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When your podcast whizzed by, and I might as well stop by. Lock Trump up is my next video. So, wow. Wow, I say, oh, wow, if you watched the hearings this afternoon, ran by Liz Cheney. I was never a fan of Liz Cheney. I was never a fan of Dick Cheney. Uh, I liked Lon Cheney and Lon Cheney Jr., and they're not related to Dick or Liz. But right now, you could say this country has had fun with Dick and Liz, because you know her dad is backing her, former vice president, former uh, pseudo-Darth Vader of the Bush administration, a man who, when he was sent out to find a suitable vice president, 
for uh, uh, little Georgie Bush. Came back and goes, it's me. It's me, George. Uh, his daughter has turned out to be a fascinating character. It will be a fascinating character in American history. A, uh, a hardcore, rock-ribbed, right-wing conservative who also, uh, turns out, is a strong believer in the uh, institutions and governing documents and principles of the United States of America and doesn't cotton to a man like Donald Trump uh, pissing on them. And she has led uh, the House investigation. She's not the chairperson, but she has led it. And today they question a young uh, woman who was Mark Meadows' uh, chief of staff, Mark Meadows' secretary, I don't remember exactly, who pretty much pretty much put nails in coffins. Uh, what we heard from this woman is that uh, Donald Trump, when he's mad, likes to throw food like a two-year-old. That they walked into a dining area and there was ketchup smeared all over the wall because he had thrown his food. That Donald Trump physically attacked his driver because his driver wouldn't drive him to the Capitol where he wanted to lead an angry mob that he well knew was armed to the teeth with billy clubs, knives, some people with AR-15s and other weapons. And he wanted to lead them into the Capitol and bang on the doors and kick the doors down while Mike Pence was supposed to be officiating the peaceful transfer of power. A scene out of some sort of television movie showing a dystopian times actually almost took place but his driver, even though he was physically attacked, would not drive Donald Trump to the Capitol. And all the king's horses, and all the king's men, could not make King Trump president again. Uh, it was damning testimony, even as I watched uh, on the breaks over there at uh, Fox News. Because I'll do that. I'll switch over and go, let's see what the crazy people are saying. Uh, over on Fox News... There was no way for them to sugarcoat it. You know, there were people begging him for, uh, Jojo Justice just brought up, there were people begging him for pardons up front. Oh, please, please, oh, please, oh, please, master, master. We've, we've served you well, master. Oh, Lord and King of Light. Oh, the darkness has descended upon us. And now our crimes, our moral turpitude will be exposed like the genitals of a nudist into the hot sun. So please, please, master, please pardon us. Pardon us so we're not held, we're not held responsible for our vile deeds in your name. No, I don't think so. I don't think I'm going to do that. That'll make me look kind of bad. You know what I, I don't know. I don't know what you did. Hey, I don't know what you did. <laughs> I'm going down to Mary Lago with the wife, okay? Going to uh, cheat at some golf. I'm going to go cheat at some golf, collect a lot of money, get a lot of rubes to send me a lot of dough. I'm going to go, hey, they stole the election, send me money. I'm going to spend on another shit than trying to prove it because I know it's a big boy. <laughs> if you go to jail, hey, that's that's too bad. I'll put some money on your books. Please, master, please, they'll find out. They'll find out what a pig person I am. You want to put some money on your books, you know, and that'll keep the uh, rival gangs off your butt. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. I hope maybe, maybe not. Um, a shocking display. You know, I uh, I didn't like it when George Bush uh, became uh, George uh, uh, 
George W. Bush became uh, president of the United States. I did not like it. I did not like the fact that Al Gore got more popular votes than him. I didn't like the fact that when I was a little boy and they were teaching us about uh, government and skill because they did teach us about government and skill. We had civics classes that they said, while it is possible that someone who gets the popular vote will not win the electoral vote, that's rarely if ever happened and it's almost impossible to happen. I don't like the fact that it happened. Um... And I don't like the fact that it happened when Donald Trump won. So twice we've had presidents of the United States in my recent life, in my adult lifetime. My time as an adult. My time as a grip. We've had minority presidents who uh, we kind of went, okay, okay. Man, we don't like it. Man, we don't like it right down to our bones. We don't like it. It ain't right. It ain't right. But it is our system. There's a way to change our system. Um, so none of us went storming the Capitol when we realized that Al Gore, who had won the popular vote, and most likely, uh, possibly, in all likelihood, won Florida, only lost like 509 votes, something like that, uh, was not president, and that George W. Bush, who I knew wasn't going to be good for the country, and was not good for the country, become president, but we let it happen. It happened. We did it when Trump beat Hillary. But once again, Donald Trump got less votes than um, Joe Biden, whether you like him or not. Whether you like him or not. And then this guy was going to uh, have a violent overthrow. When they were saying that, hey, they're screaming, hang, my, hang, hang Mike Pence. When they told him that, he goes, well, you know, Mike deserves that. You know, Mike deserves that. Mr. Mr. President, Lord Master. Oh, Lord Master. Oh, golden-haired genius. Oh, the one true god of American politics. Uh, they're screaming, hang Mike Pence, your vice president, your hand-chosen successor, if you were to drop dead from a heart attack while eating too many Burger Kings or too many quarter pounders with cheese. Not that I would ever want that to happen, master. They're singing, hang, hang Mike Pence. Well, you know, Mike's kind of got that coming. You know what I'm talking about? You know, Mike didn't bend the knee. He didn't take the knee. He didn't bow. He didn't kiss the hem of the garland. He didn't lick the boot. Okay, you don't lick the boot, you get the boot. Um, I don't know who will go to jail or who won't go to jail. I don't know who will get reelected or not get reelected. I don't know what will happen. But uh, uh, the truth oftentimes doesn't change anything, but maybe this time it will. You know, if you're old enough, and I'm old enough, you realize that uh, after the um, the crimes of Richard Milhouse Nixon were exposed and Republicans walked over to the White House and went, but Dick, look, buddy, I, I support it. You know, like what you do, <clears throat> but uh, you're going to have to, uh, you're going to have to get the hitch out of your giddy up and uh, get on your horse and skedaddle out. It's over. That after Republicans went over and told him he was going to be impeached um, and he resigned just a few years later. Uh, Ronald Reagan, a uh, even more conservative, much more conservative than Richard Nixon, uh, Republican was a, a president. So, if you're a conservative and going, this is the death of conservatism, bullshit. And if you're a Democrat or a liberal progressive, you go, finally the truth will set us free. I don't know. Be checking that ankle for shackles on a regular basis, because that ain't the way things go. That ain't the way things go. Okie doke. 
Hey, we're thinking about starting a uh, what's wrong with Clarence Thomas segment. Who? Who did what to Clarence Thomas? <laughs> At some point in his life, there, <laughs> Clarence Thomas uh, is gleeful about the fact that Roe v. Wade was overturned. Gleeful about it. And while, uh, um, and I don't know how you feel about it, but he's gleeful about it. Gleeful! And Samuel Alito, who wrote the opinion that overturned Roe v. Wade, which is still, we're still in shell shock. We're still in, you know, we're still in shell shock phase whether you were for it or against it. It's like one of those things like, okay, what happens next? What happens next? Um, he went out of his way to say nothing in this ruling should concern anyone about other rights to privacy or due process or any rights that have been derived from the 14th Amendment, blah, 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 blah. Clarence Thomas then wrote down, oh, no, oh, no, we're going to go after it all. We need to revisit all of it. Gay marriage, birth control, you name it. He wants to go after uh, the libel law, 1964 Sullivan versus New York Times. It pretty much makes you makes it so you can say all the shit that you say on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, Facebook and Twitter can ban you, but it's almost impossible for you to get sued. But that's because of a, a court case, not because of anything in the founding documents. Not anything on the divinely inspired parchment written by the rich slave owners of the 1700s. I'm not saying they're bad guys. Uh, I'm just saying a bunch of mode slaves. <laughs> so I'm not. Uh, I'm not making a. Uh, I'm not making a. Uh, you know. I'm not putting an adjective judgment. So <laughs> I'm just saying. All right. Uh, somebody asked me. I thought about the founding fathers. You. Know, I don't know. I feel about the founding fathers the same way I feel about Ted Nugent. Personally, a lot of them are reprehensible. But God damn it, God damn it, Stranglehold is a really good song. So I'll still listen to Stranglehold, knowing that um, I wouldn't um, uh, I wouldn't piss on Ted Nugent if he was on fire. So um, I might I might uh, I might call a fire department and go, hey, Ted Nugent's on fire. But uh, if he was on fire next to me, I don't know that I'd pee on him. But I'll still listen to Stranglehold and Journey to the Center of the Mind, a great rock and roll, and um, the Constitution of the United States and the Bill of Rights uh, are. Uh, some of the most important things where pen was ever put to paper. I don't know if those guys realized what an incredible uh, uh, layout they had laid out when they laid it out before they went home and got laid. Um, Clarence Thomas wants to get rid of, wants to revisit Griswold, uh, Griswold versus Connecticut, which is uh, which allowed uh, birth control to be legal. He wants to. Uh, revisit uh, the decision that made gay rights, I mean, gay marriage legal. Uh, and I know a lot of you are sitting there going, well, I don't, I don't know how I feel about the, the gays getting murdered up anyway. They're just, that's, that's recent. Uh, maybe we could, I don't know where that helped anything out. So um, they could begin to make, he also, based on the exact same thought processes, the exact same rulings, exact same legal uh, uh, construction is that, a, is that a good way to put it? Legal constructs that gave you uh, the right to reproductive rights, the rights to marry, uh, consensually marry whomever you want to enter into that civil contract. 
the rights to um, uh, contraception are also the ones that interracial marriage. So it wasn't in my lifetime, in your lifetime, in a lot of them, in a lot of our, our lifetimes you're listening today, uh, interracial marriage was uh, illegal in a lot of states. It was against the law. You go to jail. If you is a white lady and you married a black man, you can go to jail. You can go to jail. Maybe you want to return to that. I don't. Okay? But Clarence Thomas seems to be hopping back and forth on one foot, rubbing his hands together. There's somebody that pissed him off a long time ago, and he doesn't care who he hurts in order to be able to go, nah, 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 nah. That's what I'm going to call this Supreme Court. You know how you got the Warren Court and the Burger Court? You know, this is the nah, 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 nah court. We're going to take your rights away and you can't do nothing about it. Nah, 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 nah. I don't think what a lot of people realize is that, uh, so I'm 66. I graduated from high school in 1973. Uh, I think Roe v. Wade was 1972. All of us have lived in a time of more freedom than almost anybody else in human history. More freedom than almost any... Probably the only people that have ever been freer than us is somebody who's been living on a thousand acres in the wilderness by themselves and just could wander around naked through the forest and, you know, and capture uh, rabbits with their teeth and eat them and nobody said anything. There's that kind of freedom, but the kind of freedom to be who and what you are and the decisions you get to make about your personal life and to be able to speak out the way that you're used to speaking out and your right to privacy that you have... There has never been this much freedom in the history of the world for society of this size. But it's all going to change. And then we'll see how you like it. Then we'll see how you like it. Then we'll see how you like it. You might not like it, even though you voted for it. Uh-huh. <laughs> what else is going on? Uh, I got some good music to talk about today. You were talking about freedom. These were some free son of a guns. Some free son of a guns. Maybe I'll get to that right now. Uh, usually I get to it a little later, but I want to get to it now. From the vault. Um, let's see. Champ de Blasio says, hey, Vince Ramirez. Uh, Champ de Blasio says, this is what you get with a stacked Supreme Court. You can blame Senator McConnell for this for this uh, uh, court he uh, pro promoted. So uh, fuck him. That's from uh, my good friend Champ de Blasio, who is a great guy. And... Uh, uh, I've never met him. He's one of the people that, uh, one of the benefits that Facebook has given us is to be able to become good friends. You know, he's got that weirdo. Like, I've had those weirdos going, you know, we can find you. you, ain't, you you're a public figure. I've had those. And then where you meet great people who you go, man, I would love to meet this person in person. Champ's one of those. Living there over there on the East Coast. Colorful, fantastic man. Uh, and does great people. Um, he's the one that says, this is where you get a stack Supreme Court. Um, hey, before I go on, I want to tell you this. Um, we got a lot of fun stuff coming up. For those of you that don't know, I live in the uh, the uh, rapidly growing burg of Maricopa, Arizona. When I moved out here, there was less than 10,000. Now close to 100,000 in greater Maricopa. We're not big enough to have a greater Maricopa. You know how you got like greater Phoenix or, you know, uh, the greater Seattle area, you know, where you're talking about the suburbs and exurbs. Uh, we have in close to 100,000 in the greater Maricopa area. Now, we got great shows for you. We have a uh, comedy show here every Thursday night. What? Every Thursday? Yes. Well, it must cost a lot of money to get comics to come all the way out there. 
Uh, it can. So your tickets must be really high. Well, they're not. How much are the tickets to see the comedy show out here in Maricopa? They're free. Absolutely free. Live, local, fun, and free. The Roost in Maricopa on John Wayne Parkway Pilgrim. Um, that's right. That's the name of our street, John Wayne. And I'm a liberal who likes John Wayne. So um, I know that confuses a lot of people. All right. I'm a hardcore liberal who um, uh, was very impressed with uh, Liz Cheney. I know that confuses a lot of people. If you have a simple mind, you should just go and put on some uh, simple mind music and then diddle with your toes and listen to your own simple mind because that ain't who this show is for. Uh, live, local, fun and free at The Roost every Thursday from 7 p.m. to 8.30. Ralph and the gang down there allow us to come in and uh, uh, traipse about on the stage for 90 minutes where we bring you an action-packed fun show. Uh, some of the best comics in Phoenix and in the Southwest. We bring them out here to you, Maricopa. No cover, no minimum, just a fantastic show. Okay, right out here in Maricopa, Arizona. So you should check it out. And uh, let me um, let me uh, recommend the buffalo wings. I'm going to make a food recommendation for the buffalo wings. I am, because I've had them there. And I go, man, uh, and I've eaten a lot of buffalo wings. And I'm not buffaloing you when I say I've eaten a lot of buffalo wings. And uh, I'm not getting paid to um, tell you to eat buffalo wings. I wouldn't buffalo you about that. I wouldn't bullshit you about buffalo wings. And I wouldn't buffalo you about bullshit. But I... <laughs> Man, I, you know what? I just made them untasty, didn't I? Come on out and check it out. Try the wings. They're really, really good. Have some food. Have a drink. But there's no cover. And there's no minimum. Pop on out. And we've got uh, the Show Up Improv group uh, going to be out there uh, this Thursday, along with Dion Doty and the whole gang. Then um, after that, this weekend, pop on down to JP's Comedy Club, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Great stand-up comedy shows every week, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at JP's Comedy Club. JP's Comedy Club. 860 East Warner Road, Gilbert, Arizona. When you think comedy, you think Gilbert. And when you think Gilbert, you think JPs. Uh, pop on down this weekend. Jim and Janelle will be at the door. Tell them Tony sent us. And um, you'll, you'll get nothing out of it. Nor will I get anything for it. But uh, just pop on down there and have some fun. Sunday night, I will be at JPs. So come on down with Class Clowns, the longest running comedy showcase in the Valley of the Sun. Okay, now going on 22nd year. This is the show that truthfully and honestly can say it has seen people go from its first show all the way to national television and beyond. Um, that's because a couple guys have died. Um, <laughs> so pop on down. Pop on down Sunday night to Class Clowns. Uh, I'll be down there. A great way to kick off the 4th of July. Uh, July 3rd, 2022. Class Clown, J.P.'s Comedy Club. Tickets available at jpscomedyclub.com. I'll be putting in a 20-minute performance. So, um, And to those friends of mine who may be watching, who live in my community, Maricopa Meadows, many of whom uh, I'm very good friends with, there's uh, some people in this community uh, that um, have disparaged my name uh, for many years, mainly because... <clears throat> they wanted to be on the board of directors of the Homeowner Association. And I can't think of a dumber reason to attack someone than for you to be on a uh, uh, board of directors of a Homeowner Association. Uh, one of the current directors is a guy named Albert Barnes. Albert Barnes. Albert one time said on a Facebook thread about me that I was as funny as a screen door in a submarine. Ha, 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 ha. Because uh, Albert is an original thinker. He's an original thinker. Um, uh, 
So Albert, Barnes, and anybody else, uh, I'll be announcing that uh, the second week of July, July 7th, 8th, and 9th, I'll be doing guest appearances for five shows at JP's Comedy Club. I'm not going to be headlining. Okay, I'm coming down there working out some new stuff, supporting the club, uh, kicking off some uh, also some fan favorites. Any of you could come down, and we're going to call it, is Albert Barnes right? Is Tony Visick as funny as a screen door in a submarine uh, comedy weekend? So pop on down for that. Albert, come on down. Yeah, dusty old dingbat. And uh, we'll see if we can tickle a laugh out of your septuagenarian um, skull. Okay. <laughs> Let's get to the music. Um, there was a knock on my door at one time by a friend of mine named Sam Muffet, And he held up an album called Honky Tonk Heroes. And he said, this guy... His music describes us, man. And Honky Tonk Heroes was a bunch of songs about people that uh, later on would have been described as long-haired rednecks. Hippies from the woods, from the country, from the rural areas. And how that had been kind of cleaved off into its own sort of separate culture. All right, And not too long after that, having already known who Waylon Jennings was, an album came out that changed American music. Or changed what Americans were listening to in a positive and wonderful way. And it was this album. The Outlaws. Now notice how it's almost like a, like a wanted poster. Wanted the Outlaws, Waylon Jennings, Willie Nelson, Jerry, Jesse Coulter, and Tom Paul Glaser. And this was a collection. Willie Nelson started doing something called the 4th of July picnic uh, down in his farm in Texas after uh, being disgusted and tired and burnt out from being a songwriter in Nashville, uh, where he had written one of the greatest songs in country music, Crazy, is done by Patsy Cline, and had gone back to his uh, ancestral farm, or whatever the fuck it was, uh, down in Texas, and started having these country music picnics that were kind of like outdoor rock festivals, but with a country tinge, twinge, twang, okay? And they'd become more and more popular, and then finally, uh, they put together this album, and put it out, uh, I'm trying to look at the exact year here. It's all previously released material. It says that this came out in 1977. So that's altogether possible. So I already knew who Waylon Jennings was. We were listening to a lot of country rock. Leonard Skinner, Marshall Tucker, Outlaws, 38 Special. It's a long list. But these guys, these guys, they put the country back in country and brought rock and roll over it. And this was one of the most important albums in the 70s. Okay? As important as anything coming out, uh, never mind the Bullocks, but his Sex Pistols was an important album to come out in the 70s. Bruce Springsteen's first album was one of the most important albums to come out in the 70s. Exile on Main Street, Europe 72. This album changed the sound that America was listening to. On here, we have Waylon Jennings doing My Heroes Have Always Been Cowboys, Honky Tonk Heroes, uh, I'm Looking for Blue Eyes by Jesse Coulter, uh, You Mean to Say by Jesse Coulter, Suspicious Minds by Waylon and Jesse, um, Good Hearted Woman by Waylon and Willie, Heaven or Hell by Waylon and Willie, Me and Paul by Willie, Yesterday's Wine by Millie, Tea for Texas, an old Jimmy Rogers tune done by Tom Paul Glazer, and Put Another Log on a Fire by Tom Paul uh, Glazer. Which is very funny. So I got to go with, um, for our musical recommendation for the day, I got to go with uh, Good Hearted Woman. 
It's just an ass kicker of a song. Okay, it encompasses so much of what made uh, Waylon Jennings songs great. Okay, it encompasses so much of what made that Waylon and Willie collaboration um, uh, just as important a collaboration as uh, the Everly Brothers, just as important as Simon and Garfunkel, just as important as the Smothers Brothers, just as important as Rowan and Martin. Any two-person team getting together, creating something that no one else could ever replicate. That's what these guys did. Giants, in their own right, musical gods when they were together. Wailing and Willie, wailing and Willie, doing good-hearted woman is our musical recommendation for the day from the album Wanted the Outlaws, a primer that changed the sound of America. All right, that's our show for today. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, we're going to be back tomorrow with more thrilling tales from yesteryear, right here on Living on a Thin Line. Bye-bye.